Welcome, bienvenidos. You are so brave. That is your characteristic. So I developed this podcast for you, Coaching the Brave Podcast with Yovana Chase, where we talk about all things positive and the power of coaching in the military community. Enjoy. January 13th to February 17th, this series will take about six weeks. I'll be sharing with you what coaching is and what it isn't, the core concepts of coaching, and provide some personal experiences along the way. This series is for you if you enjoy learning new things overall, if you may be interested in a coaching career in the future, or currently, and if you're genuinely curious about behavior change and pos- positive psychology in your life and how you can change some aspects. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Hello, 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 everybody. Today is a sunny, sunny day in Washington State. It is amazing. And to top it off, it's February 2nd. So happy Groundhog's Day, everybody. (laughs) Of course, this is the day that I am recording prior to the airing of this episode. And yes, I'm a little late. So hello, procrastinators out there. (laughs) I feel your pain. So I hope everybody is having a wonderful winter. I know that my family in Tennessee is pretty icy out there, so please be careful. And I know that a lot of the United States right now is covered in snow or ice and it's super, super cold. And so I couldn't be more thankful to be in Washington (laughs) because it's about, I don't know, like, let me see, it's 44, 44 degrees out and it's sunny beautiful. I could see Mount Rainier from my window, so it's a happy, happy day. (laughs) Of course, there's six more weeks of winter, but that's okay too. I would like to start off with saying that last week we talked about client coach trust and rapport building, client emotions, and energy. And I left you with an exercise to take with you on how to harness your own energy, even when you feel tired. So how many of you actually incorporated that knuckle exercise to activate your energy? Let me know by writing me a message and uh, telling me how that worked for you. If it did, if it didn't, what did you think about it? Was it silly? Was it funny? Was it fun? Was it stupid? (laughs) I'm so curious, so let me know. All right. Today, we'll talk about using what has been working for clients in order to take their wants of what they want to achieve and make a goal stick. Versus an overnight quick fix. 
We'll also talk about what freedom looks like within a program for the client and what self-efficacy means and how we all need it. So using what has been working for the client in part, if you could imagine thinking about, okay, well, I've lost weight in the past and the way that I've lost weight was eating vegetables every day, at least one. Well, that's what the coach keeps in consideration. Okay, cool. You've eaten vegetables at least once a day. So let's stick with that, right? We want to encourage that behavior versus changing it in some way or making it different in another way. So sticking with that in what in which what works for the client. All right. So the number 1 for today is that we're using what has been working for the client in order to make a goal plan stick. Let's say, for example, a client comes into a session with a coach and says, I just need to lose 20 pounds and I want to make sure to eat the foods that I should be eating. The coach would need to know a little backstory of the person. And then we would ask, what makes having this quote-unquote foods that you should be eating important to you? And what does that actually mean to the client is what we want to get down to. So after that, after we get that little baseline there of what those foods really should mean or what those are, then the coach would ask, you know, what foods do you not like? What foods do you like? And what foods would you like to incorporate? There's much more to a session than just getting down to the point. As the coach, we need to help the client facilitate a type of understanding of what they already know. That way the coach can figure out what they already know as well. And then... Within that process, something happens. Sometimes there's a little aha moment that happens and the client says, well, wait, you know, I did eat this and I actually did like that. So then those are things that we note and we, you know, jot down to make sure that we have that to repeat back to the client later. Because that might be something that they didn't realize before starting this process the weight loss process, you know, the eating healthy process. And it doesn't have to just be weight loss and eating healthy. This could be for anything. But that is the example that I'm giving today. Which, by the way, getting down to what that person's backstory is, is why most people don't like coaching for weight loss to begin with, because it's not straightforward. It forces the client to reflect within, inward. It makes them have the trust to trust. It makes them have to trust someone other than themselves as well to become vulnerable in which they really weren't expecting to. Once we get a touchstone on what they're eating, what they eat, 
and what they want to eat, we can then roll with the conversation. Yes, it takes effort from both parties, people. This method is in coaching is called appreciative inquiry. We as the coach are showing curiosity for the client's benefit. This shows them that we care, that we listen, and this helps the client understand that they are doing beneficial things to improve their overall weight already because we're giving them that positive outlook on what they already know. Appreciative inquiry. From here, together, we are able to figure out a plan. The client now knows what foods to eat, which ones to avoid, and how or what time to eat them, etc. To get them eating the way that works for their bodies, not the way it works for someone else. Have you ever heard the expression, one thing doesn't work for everyone else? What works for someone else may not work for you. Have you ever heard these phrases? Appreciative inquiry is an approach that uses inviting questions in a curious but directed manner to draw out clients' abilities, strengths, opportunities in their environment, and advantages they have that they knew they know but don't think about often. There are five D's for appreciative inquiry. These D's are define, discover, dream, design, and deploy. Okay, I'm going to get into these in a minute. Actually, in a second. (laughs) We define what the client's desired outcome will be. Then we discover what their strengths are. We then do some imagination, imagery, and dream of what that might look like for the client. We then design the plan out in the form of actions they can reasonably take within the time that we are not together, that we're not on the phone, in a relative amount of time. Lastly, They deploy the plan and take action on it right away. Woo! Talk about not going straightforward. They are making this happen within the first session. Woo! Or at least in one session. So the difference between AI planning and a quick fix is that AI applies SMART goal techniques, which stands for specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-bound, versus the quick fix overnight, fun fad diet type of excuse, which literally means, according to the Oxford Dictionary, it's a solution, especially a temporary one, which fails to address underlying problems. So yes, I could leave it like that, or I could go further 
to say that quick fixes can work for some, but for others, it's been known to cause a yo-yo effect, an emotional roller coaster. That just seems like there is no hope. Because what do we do after we yo-yo? We get down on ourselves. So this brings me to the second aspect of what we're talking about today. Yeah, because sometimes it feels like there's nothing else to help them, you know, the client get out of the pit of misery. Their reality is not working. We could stay in this pit or people, we can choose to get out of this pit. And yes, it will take hard work, but after the initial hit, there will be a time where it does feel easy. And a coach will be there right by their side, beside, through their every step, the whole way through. When something you wanted for so long feels easy, what else does that feel like? It feels like freedom. Yes, client freedom. The freedom of liberation and confidence. The client always has a choice within the coaching relationship. So let's go over some basics. Super, super basics, of course. When a client enters a coaching session, they have the right, they have read the contract that they and the coach went over. So they understand that, period, right? So whatever that contract says, they get it. They understand they have to abide by those um, expectations and responsibilities. And they both agreed, right? But after that, the client has the right to say, and I quote, I feel this went too fast. I'd like to slow my steps down to feel like I am mastering them. I want to make my goal more clear. I want to break down my steps further. Or I don't want to think about this as work. I want it to be a lifestyle change, etc. So I hope you're understanding the basics for now. Because we're about to go deep, people. (laughs) So as we talk about going deeper into the freedom of a client within a session or within a program, what we're talking about is habit change, the habit change of the client, right? The thing that actually becomes the lifestyle and how beneficial it is to have this choice. The reason a coach is there to help this person is So that person can be able to reflect on their priorities without the pressures of outsiders or outsourcing or society or family pressures. The whole purpose of the coach is to help people become more self-confident within themselves. So coaches' roles are to help people understand how to be able to motivate themselves eventually by themselves. To build self-autonomy. To do that, the coach gives clients positive feedback about what 
their progress has been within the program. This, in turn, builds up their perspectives about themselves, their own experiences and reality. They start to identify their own actions, become more curious about themselves, and acknowledge their own faults and mistakes openly while the coach is silent. The sessions are overcome by aha after aha by aha. This process is technically called motivational interviewing. It's a form of questioning designed in certain forms or structured to help a person change their negative outlook to a positive perspective and outlook. It's very effective in many settings, not just coaching programs. In fact, it was used first with Alcohol Anonymous groups to help with the behavior change in alcohol misuse in 1983 by William R. Miller. But now, guess what? Now you can find MI styles in healthcare, criminal justice systems, public health, and education settings around the world. Whoa, so much information right now. (laughs) What has stood out to you so far? Talk to someone about it. Pass this information on. Now we're heading to our third and final subject for today. It's going fast. I was at my son's student of the month awesome ceremony that they have for all the children. Not every child has the student of the month thing at the same time. Let's get that straight. My son had his student of the month ceremony celebration that day, and he was getting honored that day. And in the crowd, I was listening to another mom whose child was also in a student of the month celebration. And she was talking to her friend, but very loudly, I might add. So let me just say real quick that she was not my client. She was just a random lady at the school, okay? And I overheard her conversation because it was just so loud. So if I could respectfully share what I heard, um, I will do this the best way that I can without acting or sounding catty or mean or anything like that. You know, it serves a point, and I hope that you guys get that intention out of it, okay? So I heard her saying that she asked her daughter, she said, and I quote, I asked my daughter, do you think your teacher will pick you to be student of the month next month or any month? She said, my daughter said, and I quote, no, I'm not that important. And her mom I'm going to quote her laugh, I guess. She laughed at her daughter and outsiders were saying, oh, like, damn, how are you just going to leave it like that? You guys make your own opinions. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else. But then the mom came back and said, quote, at least she's humble. And I quote. Oh my God, I thought to myself, what? You guys, again, make your own opinions. Now, this little girl 
was so happy to see her mom that day. She went and she hugged her and she was just like, oh my God. I, I have a feeling that the little girl was more happy to see her mom at a school event than she was to get the month student of the month. But she was overall happy, this little girl. So beautiful. You know, it just makes me wonder, though, what her internal motivations are. What she feels her internal possibilities are and how the world sees her. Ladies and gentlemen, our internal journey starts from a young age, from the support, nurture, and love our environment provides us with. Self-efficacy is the ability to believe and know of one's self to change for good and be able to achieve those amazing goals that you set out for yourself without anyone else there to help that internal knowing, that is self-efficacy. Most of us don't know how to do this on our own. That is what a coach cultivates with the client, though. So it's not too late. But there are some that don't. They don't believe in themselves. Or they've downed themselves so much with that yo-yo effect that they have conditioned themselves to think that I'm not able to achieve this. The coach helps clients narrow down what their true values are, what their priorities are, and bring conscious awareness to the front of their brain. Yes, I said the front of their brain, the frontal lobe. It's not only about finding yourself. It's about being able to stay in the lane that helps you. And and yourself, it helps yourself to thrive without the opinions of outsourced judgments. Just about asking, it's about asking what you want in any situation in the most clever way that fits you. It's about showing love and kindness to those that you choose to show love and kindness to. Without pressures and the ability to get out of something that doesn't feel right to you. Self-efficacy is the goal of a coach to a client. When we've reached that point, behavior change and lifestyle change is inevitable. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've gotten a lot of great information about appreciative inquiry, motivational interviewing, and self-efficacy. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you next week. Yo, you did it. You put yourself first and you let healthy happen. Congratulations on choosing that for yourself. Take this energy now that you're feeling onto the entire week. And put down in the comments how you feel after the week is done. I do have two invitations for you. The first one is to share this podcast with someone that you feel might need it. And second, head over to my website, yovanachase.com and sign up for a free one-on-one virtual experience where you and I navigate together where you are and where you would like to be within the next three to six months. Let's build a plan And let's get this happening. You deserve to be happy. 
You deserve to be a well-rounded, a whole life experience. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week.